You like to cook. You like to bake. I got a recipe for you. What do you get if you take a little bit of Punisher, either the Thomas Jane one, and then just for a little added extra flavor, just a little bit more of Netflix's Punisher, a hint of Batman, and an additional hint of Fight Club. Bake for 350 for 30 minutes. What do you think you get? <clears throat> Not this film. No, it's Peppermint. You're right. you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't follow the directions at all then. It's this movie, Peppermint. Uh, How did you screw that one up, bro? I wouldn't, Well, because I don't want to... Those are some decent films that oh. this is, you know... I don't think uh, it uh, oh. holds up to. These are some decent films, so it can't even... Jeez. Shots fired right off the bat. Today, to follow our... Uh, what did we say it was? Female-led spy assassin badassery movies. Yeah. We're following up with 2018's Peppermint, rated R, hour 41 minute runtime. We're a little longer than uh, AVA, this action drama thriller released September 7th of 2018. Five years after her husband and daughter are killed in a senseless act of violence. So far, this re- this write-up is uh, on par, <laughs> finally. A woman comes back from self-imposed exile to seek revenge against those responsible and the system that let them go. Okay. Punisher? Punisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We're, we're going to get in this because there I, I did some digging. So the DNA of this movie is very, very interesting. Our director is Pierre Morel. Yeah. I'm going to say that with some flair. This gentleman has got 12 director's credits. Uh, Taken. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And this is how much of an impression... Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what's really going to blow your mind, because I don't remember this gentleman at all. Uh, From Paris with Love. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Totally forgot he did that movie. The Gunman... Uh, Peppermint, and then he has got four, oh, sorry, three movies, one TV show, and post and pre-productions are announced. So, not like a huge director with 12, but I mean, again, Taken and From Paris With Love, I guess we're fairly big for him. Yeah. So, I got into the writer, and the writer is Chad St. John. And I, you know, as we've been doing this, I keep seeing these writers and they've always got these either after the title of the movie, screenplay by or written by. And finally, I was like, what in the hell is the difference? (laughs) So here's what I pulled. Just because this... I've actually wondered the same, so... The screenplay credit is given to a person or team who wrote the scenes and dialogue Mm, of a screenplay but didn't, didn't generate the idea. Okay. A written by credit is given to a person who can, who both conceived of the story and wrote the screenplay. Okay. It's the merging of the story and screenplay right. is just written by. Okay. So, here's what's going to knock your socks off. I'm going to start from 
replicas in 2018 and work my way down. That's a Keanu Reeves movie. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Peppermint before that. London has fallen. Hmm. And he goes back and forth between screenplay, written, screenplay. His first written by is a short movie called The Punisher Dirty Laundry. <laughs> Here is what's going to... Okay. Dirty Laundry. Yeah. What do you think this is? Is this a short, like, fan film? What do you think this is? Well, the Punisher film? This Punisher Dirty Laundry. Now, wait, when I say film, it's short, and its runtime is 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Released in 2012. Is it animated? Or is it no, an no, no, film? no. This this is what's going to hmm. blow your mind away. Let's backtrack for a second. The original Punisher movie from 2004 stars Thomas Jane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's my question to you. And I get we've we've touched on the topic of like sometimes fan films despite their budget and stuff or can push Way the envelope. Better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten minute movie, well you know, whatever you want to call this, has Thomas Jane in it. No kidding. And Ron Perlman. <laughs> huh. Figure that out. That's pretty amazing. So the writer to Peppermint wrote a short film based on Punisher from 2012. So James or uh, Thomas Jane never played Punisher again. Right. So from 04 to 012 or 2012 is when that one came out. This is nuts to me. And in between we had 08 Punisher Warzone and then the Netflix two seasons. Mm-hmm. What is super extra crazy about this Punisher Dirty Laundry? I recommend... Yeah, it's got mass amounts of CG blood, but if you want to watch Punisher whoop ass with a bottle of whiskey... Yeah, I think I have seen that film. Have you? I think I have. The only thing that really agitated me about it was uh, it took him forever to get into ass-kicking mode. Yeah. And I was like, mm, that's not the Punisher I know. <laughs> Pretty sure he had a busted skulls right off the yes. bat seeing these fools doing what they're doing. Okay, I did watch this recently. Uh, Punisher's living in a van. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, in a van down by the river. <laughs> Rolling your doobies! <laughs> no. Peppermint. Uh-huh. She's living in a van. And, I, I, dude, I kid you not, I think you're free to do a side-by-side comparison from these two diff- from these movies. It might be the same van. I mean... Uh, it's piece of shit enough to where it's hard content. to just, dis- huh? They're just recycling content. Well, <laughs> it's great. You know what would work for this scene? This van that I've just got at my house. <laughs> what do you use it for? Mm. Um, you know, oh, it don't matter. Nothing. Just, mm. But it blew me away after watching Peppermint and then to kind of dig into like the DNA of like who created this to find out Punisher blood is here. Cause I was like, Man, this movie is just. Girl Punisher. Like, just put her... Just give her the shirt, and let's be done. Let's call this what it is. <laughs> and, uh, and No doubt. Except it's just much worse. Um, Unfortunately. The movie poster is not terrible for this. There are a lot worse and a lot better of her standing up against the wall with, like, the weird red angel wings, mm. which actually is a callback to something in the movie... But, you know, it is what it is. 
Uh, this movie stars Jennifer Gardner as Riley North. What are your thoughts on Jennifer Gardner? I like. Sh- I thought she was fine. Uh, I feel like this is another movie situation where I feel like our main <clears throat> character or the uh, the actress isn't really the problem. It's just kind of the structure and the story of the film. I I like her better as the badass character than what we saw with Ava. Um, yeah, you know Jennifer Gardner did that TV show Alias, and to be quite honest, like <clears throat> yeah, I, she was. Did you watch that show? No, I, I haven't in a while, but like I've seen it when it came on TV a few times. Full disclosure, and I don't know what it is. I don't seek out her stuff, and I'm always, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, oh, it's Jennifer Gardner. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm just, I don't know. I don't know why I've got that attitude. But That's personal preference. I guess. I don't know. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing against. Like, I just. Just not my. There's a certain. I mean, there's a certain people you would like to see kicking some ass. And this might not just be one of them. And she's competent enough. Like I said, like, I, I, I think she does fine with the material and the subject matter. But again, you're almost doing a copy paste of, a, of Punisher. So mm-hmm. this isn't super difficult. And, you know, again, it is what it is because it's, it's a movie. They're running out of ideas. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> they are running out of ideas. Also starring, I mean, John Gallagher Jr. as Stan Carmichael. I really don't know what he's been from. John Ortiz is Detective uh, Baltrin. I, he's familiar to me. Don't. Tell me to name a movie because I won't tell you. Juan Pablo Raba as Diego Garcia, which is our bad guy. Uh, and that's that's kind of it. Like, it's not a very big cast. And then the husband and, and daughter that get killed. But they're not long for this movie anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you feel about the star of this movie? Because last time we did talk about um, how we thought about music and the opening right. to Ava. And... I don't know. It definitely different opening. I mean, obviously, but I mean, yeah. Keep going. Uh, um. Uh huh. I don't know. It wasn't bad. Do you like the chuggy guitar? Yeah, but <laughs> it, it just doesn't really fit a whole lot i feel though like i feel like this is some like doom you know yeah like like a a light a light doom theme rolling honestly i feel like i just popped in like twisted metal or something (laughs) hey kids if you don't know what twisted metal is go look at your playstation one if you don't know what a playstation one is yeah i don't know good Uh, luck finding one i i will say this after watching the the start of this intro again my one of my complaints with this movie off the bat was that weird camera effect where like things get like fuzzy and out of focus real quick. Yeah, I, I can't stand that anymore. It's my so films. annoying. I agree. It's it's like a, it's like a jitter. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, and I don't I don't care for that. Yeah, me neither at, at all. It's it's not my it's thing. It's annoying to look at. Yeah, just just. Just film it straight, bro. Please. Just, just stop. Can we just get our action scenes uncut and just all in one take? Thank you. <laughs> Can I just get a whole film that's not cut at all? It's all just 
the whole film's one scene. Can we try to <laughs> not bring up John Wick at all during this? Uh, <clears throat> sure. This podcast because it's all I fun. Feel, I sure. feel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. The DNA of this movie is not necessarily John Wick. This is more Punisher badassery going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any any place you want to jump into? Anything stuck out at I, you? I don't know. I, I got I got kind of critical with this, and like I almost like kind of broke the movie down into like what happened, and like after I watched it, and it was just it was boring. Like I just I didn't really think it was. <laughs> Like that, like uh, me personally, I think Ava was just was better just because wow. of the circumstances wow. and the way that the movie ran. Like, I, I mean, dude, the, like people were killed like off screen that should have been killed on screen. In Peppermint, yeah. Like, who was killed off screen that shouldn't uh, have been killed off screen? It was like most of the people that were uh, that that killed the family. Oh. And it's yeah, like it's like I mean I, I I get I get why you know like they're going up to the big you know the big man pajama but still like the I didn't think those about that. were right. the ones that like actually You're... caused the harm and damage okay. I don't know I I just yeah after I kind of just analyzed it after I watched the film I was like yeah all right let's put a pin in that kind of trashy let's put a pin <laughs> in this so our character motivation is revenge straight revenge Mm -hmm. so there was four people involved in okay the drive-by shooting Mm -hmm. is started because her husband is worried about money and gets approached to do a job we don't know what the job is to essentially be a driver Mm -hmm. he turns it down but the buddy is getting tortured and for some reason everybody in this crew like has already been named and so this dude is getting spied upon and uh waiting you know to take the hit and not to be critical of uh bad guys but come on bro you can't do a drive by <laughs> my number one thing or not my number one with this happening at a carnival yeah really reminded me of Punisher season 1 because that's what happens to Frank's family is it's at a kind of a family thing like this. And number two, why is this movie named Peppermint? Because the goddamn ice cream, that's why. <laughs> that is literally like the only, I don't know, honestly, that I swear that's the only time. Peppermint was said in that film. Was that the last words that daughter said? No, it's not the last words she said. That was the last time she ate was peppermint ice cream and then gets gunned down with her dad. Yep. Okay, so that's where we're at. <laughs> that that's that's this character's motivation uh, is her. She, she actually takes a couple. She's trying to get peppermint back. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Uh, yeah hey you know what wikipedia thinks the title peppermint refers to the flavor of ice cream the daughter was eaten when she was murdered yeah i get it (laughs) uh, it. um before we get into this it grossed 35.4 million for the u.s and canada 
against the budget of 22.8 to 25 mil. So again, even with a full theater release, it really didn't do anything great, which is, I don't know, is it sad or is it just overplayed? It was overplayed. Uh, this, this, this idea. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you come down on the side that Ava was better, and not to be the guy with a child in the room, but anytime you get a child murder on screen, I'm a little bit more invested. Mm. Maybe. Makes sense. And maybe that's where like the disconnect is. Like I found Ava to be boring. And maybe if we had a dysfunctional family, <laughs> or we were suffering alcoholism we could relate better true but again i don't need to be a spy to relate to james bond necessarily either no so maybe that's not a valid argument i don't know Mm. i mean there's ways you can identify with most movies but for this one i was like oh okay that that's i I knew that was going to happen in this movie anyway (laughs) it's fine so one of the problems that we've maybe talked about off mic is how a movie is constructed. Do we like this opening scene of this random car parked at the very top of a parking garage rocking just a little bit? Because when the cars are rocking, don't come knocking. Exactly. No, I don't. Okay. So I think it should have been structured differently. Opening scenes, like I, I think it would have been a little bit more personal and like I feel like I probably would have been a little bit more invested if like it was actually like at their house and it was like a sneak break in you know instead of oh, going down a carnival like in a bunch of people like, well no 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 we're talking about like when she uh, murks that first guy oh the opening scene to the movie mm. yeah <laughs> that's just meh yeah well, G- give or take well, here's the thing is I bring this up because this movie now is out of order. And it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't, then it, yeah, no, it, yeah, it, yeah, time, no, that, yeah, it needs to be gone. It time I jumps to, I hate it. So this movie starts with her already coming back and have been trained Batman style. Mm-hmm. Merc's the one guy and she flat out, you know, you don't remember me at all. So that's one of the four down right off. Just mm-hmm. a little bit of a tussle. She gets cut on the leg, she ends up blowing this dude's head off and I think puts him in the trunk. And then she then proceeds to walk to her Punisher van at what they call this place, Skid Row, which is pretty much Tent City. (laughs) And, Uh, you know, we see her be a badass because she passes herself up with some staples and duct tape. Um, I saw another reference to some of the movies we've done and i can't verify that these are a real thing sometimes they're just product placement in movies that aren't real uh (laughs) firefly troop girl scout cookies (laughs) is this a shared universe with pacifier daddy diesel showing up soon to help her out (laughs) daddy diesel (laughs) uh yeah that is Email me. I didn't catch that. Email me. Uh, tell me Firefly Girl Scout Troop is a real thing in the real world. Otherwise, I think this is just a movie thing. <laughs> Seriously. Because she flips that cookie box over that some kids gave her. And okay, and it says, Fire, Fireflies. Firefly. And then it triggers our memory. And then we get drawn to the past to relive the night that changed everything for her. 
Mm-hmm. 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 So that's why I say, like, is this movie better or worse for having done this? I feel it cliche at this point uh, to not a tell cliche. a linear story. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, like, is it is it? It's not setting up any mystery. No, and it's just I don't know. It's almost like a little like a slight tease. It's like, oh hey, like look at what this character becomes, and it and it also just makes it. I mean, I guess it's not like it's end film. You know, it's not spoiling too much, but still. I mean that that scene could have literally been placed like you know a quarter of the way a quarter halfway in and it would have been fine so another question I have about like the structure and the and the plot is do we need this little tidbit of her life so we get introduced to again another bitch of a mother during this Girl Scout troop thing and really makes our main character feel like a piece of shit. And then to top it off, like it's her daughter's birthday. And then the bitch mom, like has all the other kids go do something else instead of going to this kid's birthday. So this poor kid never has any of her friends show up to the birthday. And then we're also introduced to the fact like she's got to work late on the kid's birthday. Now all of a sudden, even though she had it off and apparently there's financial struggles. And that's why the dad is thinking about doing this robbery. They're going to rob the cartel. I don't know if he knew that or not. And this leads to him getting murdered and then the daughter in the crossfire. Do we need any of this to make us more sympathetic to our main character? No. Okay. So how do you, how do you restructure this? Do you have this be a random accident of wrong place, wrong time at, you know, the, the stray bullets from a, a drive-by? Or do you make this like the movie has it? This drive-by was specific towards him. And I really don't yeah. like how stupid they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just do this right now. With Well, the way this movie structure did is there's absolutely nobody else around this area that they get d- got down <laughs> yeah. there, which, like, again, okay. you're kind of like, yeah, okay. But that's what I'm saying. And do you make this well, a little bit more surgical? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess you would have to have some sort of play, you know, of, like, of involvement as to why the husband... And daughter get killed, because I mean, you know, I guess realistically you would you wouldn't really have a, a connect if yeah, straight bullets killed him. And then like, what's your main character going to do? Who are, who are they going after? You know. So I, I guess it makes sense to have kind of a little subplot to get things rolling. But yeah, the whole scene with um, the drive by, I think, was just kind of dumb it should have been like something a little bit like different or a little bit more personal towards the family i guess okay i want to float an idea at you but i think then it 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 takes away so she's able to identify all four of these gangbangers after she's been shot and put in a coma for was it months weeks anyways long enough that people are like you you can't possibly remember these people so i'm gonna float this idea at you the mother works at a bank. She has to, she has to work late all of a sudden, and she's going to miss her daughter's birthday, for the most part. Could we reframe this to where maybe father and daughter come to bank, and and like hang out there, and bank gets robbed and then get murdered, because of maybe something the mother did, of like maybe she tried to get help, maybe she didn't, and then the robbers are like, hey. We're gonna kill your 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 wife and daughter now, or your husband and daughter, 
for you being stupid. But then if you have bank robbers, you probably wouldn't be able to see their faces. True. But you know what I mean? Like, if the inciting yeah. accident is vengeance, mm-hmm. then well, there's different ways you can do this that's a little bit more... Right. And see, that's why I was saying, like, how it kind of needs to be a little more personal. Because if you're going straight after these people for vengeance and to make yourself feel better, you know, and it's that personal, then... I feel like it it, could, it should be kind of made personal and not just... Or man. she somehow is able to identify them a different way or see their faces in a different direction, but a different way. But again, this drive-by, like this whole thing is just muddy because all we're really wanting to get to is giving her a reason to be a badass and take revenge. Mm-hmm. The tagline for this movie is, the system failed. She won't. What system? Mm-hmm. I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vengeance. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, there's just there's these little things of like, especially in this one, like we already know what what the plot is, and then for you to then you really got to construct like that inciting incident to make the rest of the movie like take place. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up from her coma. She IDs these guys. So she's packing up like superhero. What? Uh, she's a superhero. Wait, why? Because she can identify oh. those guys and know who they are after being in a coma. Yeah. Anyways, so continue. she's boxing up the house, you know, cleaning up her life, and this lawyer shows up and essentially is trying to pay her off. Like, there's no possible way you can remember these people. Like, think really hard about what you're gonna do. So she ends up going to court as a witness. IDs them and then the same guy basically says you know what you were in a coma are you not on medications right now like there's no way you can remember this and the state comes back and says yeah we there's no way so we now have gangbangers in trouble with her their lawyer and a judge mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. so after this she what essentially disappears Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm glad they didn't show us anything about her getting training because, again, I would have said, this is straight up Batman meets Punisher, and you can't do that. Mm. And I did put yeah. and I did put in my notes, well, I think one of the reasons that she can ID these is you never have distinct tattoos, especially on your goddamn face. Yeah. Hey, gangbangers, rule number one, have as many tats as you want, Keep him from the neck down because you know what that does makes you super identifiable. Mm-hmm. Super easy, duper duper duper. Easy pickings. Hey, I know what Mike Tyson looks like because he's got that dumbass tattoo. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> knock my ass out for saying it, but for mm. God's sake, man. God, no doubt. Just don't no, do it. No, I'm gonna write the book on how to be a proper gangbanger. Like <laughs> tattoos, neck down. Mm. Like keep it simple, stupid. You don't need to do drive-bys. There's easier ways to kill people without having witnesses. Yeah, like work smarter, not harder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yep. Uh, So, yeah. Mom's packing house to trial. And, yeah. She escapes the ambulance. She basically beats up... So the detective, we think, is on her side. 
And then, like, he, she smashes his face in with an oxygen mask while in an ambulance leaving the trial. Goes to the gravesite, and they know she went there because there's blood smeared on there. And then we cut. Carmichael, the main detective, is drinking on the job, and they go to a, a crime scene. Carmichael, let's talk about this guy. Did you suspect anything early on? I mean, you always do. You always got to kind of just be thinking the possibilities of films. So, so I mean, I, I was just, I was half in, half out. I'm like, yeah, this guy could be or not, you know. Looking back, I think they set him up as, like, really being on her side. Like, mm-hmm. he understands, like, he put in the legwork. He really wants to help um, get all the information. And then after she escapes the cemetery scene... Like, it smash cuts, and he's in his car pouring alcohol into his coffee. So, two questions with that. Is that supposed to be our indicator that he is either flipped or not down with being a cop anymore? Yeah, he's unhinged. Okay. And I forgot what B was supposed to be. Off his rocker. (laughs) Part of me thinks they showed their hand a little too quickly with him. Yeah... Because you're showing me good cop right now, and then the, our next introduction to him is he's he's drinking on the job. It's either he he's had it. Ru- oh, time a time jump. That was my 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 B. Mm. Is that supposed to indicate a time jump? Like he's now drinking on the job because that can be anywhere from uh, three days after the cemetery to however many years, man, or hours. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. it's a, it's an interesting kind of segue to like I. Th- I think they show their hand a little too much that he's turned. All right. So this is where you got your problems with the Ferris wheel. Carmichael shows up on the job and there's three gentlemen hanging from a Ferris wheel. So that completes our four gangbangers from the start. The first guy was killed in the car, the very start of the movie. And now, like you said, off screen, three more. You would want to, you wanted to see that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know how she got three guys and then got them up? Yeah. Hey, okay. And it's rated R. Show me. Don't tell me. Show me. Well, she figured out Batman was Bruce Wayne. Put the pressure on him for some bat guns. And then she just strung uh, them up. I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, it's personal. Like, make it personal. Obviously she did, so let's see it. Where's it at? Okay, so again, she she hangs him at the Ferris wheel at the same place that her family's murdered. <laughs> again, is this movie overshowing the hand of, mm-hmm. of, of everything? Because it yes. kind of does at the very start by telling us, okay, well, she murdered people. And then we get that brief, this is why she's the way she is. And now we've got three more dead bodies. So, you know, three plus one is four. We know the gangbangers are all dead. Mm-hmm. Should be end of movie, right? Wrong. You are so wrong. <laughs> Going after them all. Mm-hmm. I just... It's it's an interesting... I don't know how you make this movie any more original with... I mean, you boil it down, it's a revenge. So you have a timid housewife who... Then disappears. I want to say it was five years. 
before she comes Would back. Makes sense. Um, our FBI shows up and they're trying to work with Carmichael and his partner to understand what's going on. We get told that uh, our Punisher lady ran ran her car into a gun store. Um, we we've got an arming up scene in her van, and I said this is very Punisher like. Uh, the FBI, it's been five years. There's been bank robberies. Uh, they've got her video of a Hong Kong cage fighting, uh, travel and training. And this is where I put, this is so Batman begins. <laughs> Except for really showing us mm. these training things. So are we led to believe that she robbed a bank before skipping town? I thought that was dropped in here somewhere that like, a bank was robbed. Like, did she go back to her bank she worked for and rob it? Like, did, would she be able to have yeah, access to I, that stuff to, and then make her getaway? I don't know. That's kind of what I was wondering, too. Because she, now she's in an international traveler, and you would think if she were to rob the bank she worked at, like, she would have been picked up pretty quick. But Being deep doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This would have been, uh, it's just, a, it's a weird, I don't know, man. It's just, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's like weirdly structured and just, I don't know, just kind of blah. Just kind of blah. Just kind of blah. Well, and again, like, if if you're not, like, big into movies and you're kind of just whatever with them, you probably don't make these connections, like, how how much this really riffs on stuff that's already been done. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, this judge, the judge scene. Explain to me this judge scene. Or you, you lay it out for me because this is, this is interesting. I, uh, what judge scene? So she gets to the judge that decided not to prosecute. And she's got him wrapped up in detonation cord. And her whole thing is like, if you can say my, if you remember me and can tell me my name, I'll let you live. And he's sitting in his chair and he's got this detonation cord wrapped around him. And uh, she then nails his hands to the desk. You don't remember this at all? No. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I kind of like lost connection with this film. I was watching it. I kind of like, yeah, like autopiloted through it. All right. Well, I actually was like, ooh, some action's ha- happening. I best, better pay attention. So this is after the Ferris wheel where we don't see three guys get murdered. We're now watching her pretty much torture the judge. Nails his hands to the desk, Jesus style, kind of. Single nail, I guess. That's my comparison. He can't do it. He's begging for his life. She leaves. And... We cut to a drug place. Where they're putting the connection together that she has been killing the goons. They put a head out. and Because they're having distribution issues. The local guy has lost a couple shipments. The cartel's upset about it. They're having to sit down. And they're basically like, hey dude. You messed this up anymore, we're gonna we're, you're gonna be gone. And then we cut back, she is on a bus ride. Uh talks to a kid, the dad's sitting there drunk. And did you 
So I'm saying, like, she can't abide by this because she lost her daughter and she's watching this father be a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So she cannot abide. Nope. So he ends up going into a convenience store to buy some liquor. The kid's sitting outside. And then she follows him and puts him onto the ground. Did this remind you of anything? This whole interaction, taking the driver's license. Mm, oh, no, man, you did check out. Th- <laughs> this is so Fight Club Tyler Durden right here. Uh, she she gets this guy to the ground, takes his license. You know, basically memorizes his name and address, and basically says, "You're a piece of shit. I know where you live. Make this kid's life great." Kind of what Tyler Durden says of that. You know, shop. Weird enough, it happens in a convenience store too. You know, Tyler Durden threatens guy. If you're not back in vet school in like three months, I'm coming back for you. Okay. I'm yeah. coming back for you. And she does the same thing to this guy. Like, I know your name. I know your address. I'm going to hunt you down. And then, again, no one else walks into the store. Well, very, of very convenient. Why well, is a convenience store? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, wow. So cheesy. Yeah. Easy cheesy. Dangerously cheesy. Yeah, were you Chester Cheeto over there? Mm-hmm. And this is one of these dialogues where it can go wrong very quickly. And this is where, let's see. She walks up to the counter. Waves the guy to her. She's going to... You know, not to borrow a phrase from Archer, but phrasing. <laughs> there are certain times where, depending on how you space out your words or how you're going to say the line, but anytime you walk up to a gentleman angrily and after you he just watched you assault somebody and say, if you ever sell this man anything again, I will blow you and... like. Sorry, man. You got to get the BJ joke in with these ones. I did it with Ava. Did it with a couple other ones. Like, there's a different ways to say this sentence. Yeah. And to start out with, I will blow you and this place to bits. <laughs> just seems like it could have been worded just a tad yeah, different. Yeah, it should have been. All I'm saying, dialogue-wise. Like, when you guys were writing this or watching it happen, you were like, yeah, you know what? Don't put the comma there. Dude, they probably had something different. They probably changed it to that. <laughs> like, I think we're giving them a little bit too much credit yeah. here. And then she takes the store clerk's car and, you know, threatening him again. So we're, you know, we're supposed to believe that she's got a heart of gold and she's sticking up for the little guy slash children. I mean, mm. the, again, it's very Punisher. It's very Batman. You got a little fight club in here with this license thing i think so i guess my question is could this be done differently to really help us connect with this character like yeah the dad's a drunk but is this his first time i guess we're led to believe you know by the what the kid says and his the, the kid and the dad's actions like this is a constant thing but 
I also look like where she's living. Like there are children living where she's got her van. And it's like, you can help. Can you help? Can you not? Like, do you have money or not? <laughs> I feel like it should have been made a little bit more personal. Because <laughs> if it was, I would have been probably a little bit more invested into it. But yeah, it just seemed like a rinse and repeat, you know, formula. Just something that was just kind of all slapped together to make a, a slight sequence action film. Which, yeah, we got to show her being like chivalrous and yeah, and helping a child. I, you know, I mean, even uh, even if they just showed like them with like the family more, you know, like like the first, you know quarter of it is them and the family or her and the family you know like doing stuff or you know or take a page out of world war z you know like they're all (laughs) eating pancakes all of a sudden boom door gets knocked down and these guys come in and you know it's a home invasion all of a sudden yeah like just i mean yeah (laughs) i feel like that'd be a pretty intense opening (laughs) but yeah well, I mean, that's interesting because then you got more of a linear thing. But I go back to you can't show a training montage for this. No. Because then you then you are making it more apparent of, well, this is just a step below our Punishers and our Batmans. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, those characters are, except for Punisher. Punisher actually has, like, military training. Bruce Wayne doesn't. No. He's just got the money to finance his... Nightly activities and training. Mm, yep. Punisher's got like the training as part of his lifestyle already. Mm-hmm. She has nothing. She is just a housewife. Well, I mean, not no, because she works. She's she's just a normal person. Let's put it that she's way. A normal person. Yeah, she's just she's a mom. She's a wife. Like she yep. works. She doesn't know how to fight. Probably necessarily handle weapons. Any of that stuff. But this is the driving force that she decides, like, well, if they're not going to be punished by the law, I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that that's, yeah, that that probably would have been able to use the same, you know, like if, you know, something happens and she sees, like, the people's faces and she identifies and they go to court and, you know, and nothing happens. And then that's when she's like, okay, well, I'm going to take care of it myself. You can still kind of keep that aspect, but I feel like that the beginning, like the first like good chunk, quarter chunk to maybe even mid needs to be like restructured. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I, and I think part of this, like you said, is because it shows its hand too quick. Yeah, way too quick. Like you already know. And then it's like, hey, well, like, let's get us there now then. And it's like, hey, well, now we got to wait. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just it, it's just a little, a little, little piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Okay. So she is staking out this place. Um, and she watches a guy go into it. Is it a pinata factory? I think there's pinatas all over the place. Anyways, mm-hmm. she's watching, and then a homeless person walks in front of her car, and she gets the idea to dress mildly homeless to get closer to this building, take out some dudes, get inside, and then just murder a bunch of people with a shotgun. And burn money. And this is where I come down on, like, if she's got a heart... I, I get it's drug money. But given where you're living at the moment and the situation you see these people in, you're telling me you can't 
take this drug money and redistribute it. Dude, it's gonna burn not it. about the money. It's about sending a message. Oh, so now this is a secret Joker movie? <laughs> and now it's now it's the Dark Knight. We go from Batman Begins to the uh, Dark Knight? Yes. Oh, boy. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, well, uh, you know what? You're not wrong. Because this then puts our drug dealer like on edge. Like, well, what's going on? Like, we got robbed. Well, not robbed. I mean, they burned the money, whoever this is. They're suspicious it's her. But she killed all these guys. And and these gunfights, it's very... No, I can't say it. We say we're not going to say it. <laughs> but it is. Mm, yeah. Gung-fu. <laughs> very gung-fu. My gung-fu is stronger than... I know gung-fu. <laughs> um, Show me. You get news reports of what's going on. Uh, the gang is having a debate at the lab of like, how do you go about this? I will say this. I do not like Ghost Daughter popping up in this movie. No. I, there's other movies I've seen this in of like, you know what? I'm going to say it. This is this is uh, Wolverine. This yeah. is this is uh, Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Like the pro- the difference is she's already got the driving force, so I really don't know why Ghost Child is here. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be. It's just another distraction. Like, I get. She's very distraught over this still, but she doesn't need the extra motivation. Like she's already there. Like she's she's doing the job she wants to do. Ghost Child does not need to be here. No, because again, it's like, oh, is there supernatural elements to that? No, not really. <laughs> not for one second. I think there's anything supernatural no. because this is just a cheap ploy to, for some reason, continue to keep you invested or tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, more than likely. I don't like it. It's cheap, man. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Like, I already saw the kid die. I was already mad about it. I was already sad about it. You don't need to keep bringing her in. No. Just, she's dead. Oh, let her be. Um, The lab is... Oh. The point of the lab is they think she's going there next. They're kind of piecing it together. She's been disrupting the the shipments of drugs and stuff. So here's my other... This is just like a little extra hidden layer of this movie. Like she's got secret missions going on. Again, we don't see, which would be kind of nice to see her disrupting these. Like what's she doing with all these drugs? What's she doing with the drivers? What's she doing with the trucks? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of extra screen time that could be going on around here. Like how's she taking out these drivers? Like I want to see some sniper. I want to see her do other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I got no ideas on that one. Um, um, so is she doing these things to get to the main boss man? Because here's the deal with the prior meeting of our bad guy. And I need to get a name to this so that we're not like confusing ourselves and our listener. Our bad guy's name is Diego. Okay. I might be able to remember that. Diego had to sit down with the cartel. I don't know. Area manager. You know, was told no more misshipments. Like this is starting to look suspicious. If the if the cartel were to kill this guy, is that a bonus for her, or does that take away like her drive? Like, I is that like, less satisfying? F- that's that's what I'm looking for. I feel like it would be less satisfying, but 
So why screw with that at all then? I don't know. Like, what do you... Dumb. I, I mean, I guess, unless you were trying to make somebody else do the dirty work for you, okay. But if you're if you're not, then you're just upping the chances that he gets killed long before you get there. True. Right? Yeah. If you're screwing with his drug supply chain, like, something bad could happen. You know... Uh, that's sloppy. Very sloppy. Uh, unless you're going to show me her doing these things for a specific reason, it's sloppy work for this movie to be like, oh, well, and she's also doing this off on the side. Well, I mm-hmm. need to see that. Yep. Show, don't tell. Exactly. All right. Anyways, uh, the gang's ha- having a debate about the lab because they think she's going to go there next, which she does. But they went there first and rigged it with explosions. And they've got snipers around and, or not snipers, lookouts. No one really had a gun on. Did they have a gun on her? No. <clears throat> All right. Do they blow this, this shit up? She was able to explain how she gets out of this. She's a superhero. <laughs> That's the only explanation. She finds. The movie's got a movie. Oh, yeah. You got to get to the the end boss. She is able to find a grate in the floor and and get into it as this thing explodes. And then she pops up from a sewer on the same street. And I'm like, not every pipe in a building runs directly into a sewer, much less big enough for a human to fit through. <laughs> yeah, dude. How much... Oof. Is that is that like a Shawshank Redemption type connection as well? <laughs> Shawshank. No. It's not. Uh, so she gets out of the sewer and by then like the gangbanger's like, oh yeah, she's dead, and they start driving away, but she has no way of knowing how, what they drove away in. This is a serious movie problem. She commandeers a vehicle and is able to chase chase them, follow them down to because they're going back to the big boss, mm-hmm. Diego's place. Uh, she kills them now into the big boss. She uses this is actually an, not a bad action sequence. Is she rolls up to the gate? She murks everybody in this truck. She rolls up to the gate like having the dead body like on her lap, so it can like. So the guards at the gate aren't, like, right away, like, oh, it's a chick driving, who's this? Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to kill them after they open the gate. And then she drives in there and then lets the truck roll and uses it as cover as she starts killing all these people around. That's not a bad action scene. No. I mean, it's a, and that's a good tactical move, Yeah, maybe. I'd say so. It's, it's not bad. Um... So she murks all these people. She's actually able to get the big boss, Diego. And she's about ready to murk him when the daughter, his daughter walks in and then she hesitates. And he stabs her with something. It's a pretty... With a shank. Yeah, we get shanked. It's a pretty good thing. And they kind of just retreat from each other. He grabs the daughter and rubs, runs. She's pretty messed up, so she leaves. All right. Pam is the bitch mom from the start of this movie. 
we're now at Pam's house. <laughs> Do we need Pam back in this movie? No. I still argue I'm not sure I still need that first scene with her. No. We're back at Pam's house. Pam's so annoying. <laughs> Our peppermint knocks on the door. She, Pam answers and gets her ass knocked out right away. She wakes Ooh. up. She's tied to a chair. Um, Peppermint's doing another patch job on herself. She's. This looks like to be a pretty serious injury. Um, this wasn't a short blade or what, whatever it pierced her. Um, Pam is still a bitch. And, you know, even giving this woman so much shit after she knocked you out and tied you up. But Peppermint, like, razzes her. Like, where's your, where's your daughter and husband? Oh, they left you? How sad for you, you stuck-up bitch. <laughs> it's essentially how this conversation goes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a pissing match of, like, right. look at me now. I did kind of get a chuckle when Pam's like, well, what are you going to do? And Peppermint starts walking away. Yeah, I'm calling her Peppermint. Don't worry about it. Starts walking out of the house and she goes, well, I'm going to burn your house down with you in it. (laughs) And Pam like freaks out. She's like, I'm just kidding. And then leaves. But she leaves Pam tied up to a chair. So we're hoping she gets untied within three days. Maybe. We'll see. Add that one down as a possible kill. (laughs) Our local cops and FBI are kind of working together. Carmichael's partners have been asking, hey, where's Carmichael? He was supposed to figure out where these gangbangers like to hang out, You know what they like to do so we can try to figure out where our killer is. Again, with these questions, are you suspicious of anything going on with Carmichael? Because he's been with the FBI. The big thing is, is he was supposed to get in touch with... What other department was that? Was that... Something to do with the drug department within the yeah. force and get some intel and come to find out like he never reached out to him, but he's been working with the FBI right now. So again, are we thinking Carmichael has turned in any way? Yes. Okay. He's bad. <laughs> okay. This stupid shit. So Carmichael, mm-hmm. the FBI, go to... I forget. Is This is FBI still, right? The mm-hmm. guy on the computer with the crime. So they've got this program that runs crime statistics. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out where she could be. And this is almost Batman computer level shit here. They're able to deduce that in the last three months, about the time she came back to the States, this little area of Skid Row, which is essentially just homeless people, all of a sudden the crime rate went down. But the analyst is like, well, I mean, statistically, it's hard to tell. But they are 100% sure that's where she's at. Come on, man. Dumb luck. Yeah, that's literally all that is. It's agonizing. Movie's got a movie, though. Yeah, we got to figure out where she's at for this final thing, I guess. Um, So they go to where they they think she is, and this is where we get a angelic mural of her. She is now a symbol. Who else does that remind you of? Um, I need, I need to be a symbol. I need to be able to strike fear. 
Oh, it's Batman. Oh, it's bat. Oh, and she's got wings. What do bats have? Wings. Yeah, I get she's an angel. Like, supposed to be an angel. Like, she- Essentially, she's the guardian angel over whatever this little area is. Mm-hmm. She alone has somehow either put the fear of God in the people or has gone out and just beat up bad guys enough to where people don't want to do crime anymore. But it's also funny because they find her van unlocked full of guns, but she's got so much respect around here that no one would dare get into her van. Oh, yeah, dude, because she would hunt him down and kill him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Carmichael kills the FBI girl that he's been working with, and we find out this is the turn. He's working for Diego. Ooh. Uh-oh. Non-suspicions confirmed because... I... This movie tries to add a little too much mystery to some stuff, and the payoff isn't there. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to write another another book on if you're going to kill somebody, you got to take their goddamn cell phone. <laughs> no kidding. He throws this woman into a dumpster and like the cell phone is on her stomach. Yeah, you, because need, you need to destroy it. The, yeah, dude. No cell phone. You just kill an FBI agent, man. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're just begging to be caught. So... Carmichael informs Diego, like, this is where she's at. Get here. Peppermint, after she leaves Pam's house, is in some building in the general area. And she's kind of messed up, you know, from the stab. Ghost Girl shows up again. And maybe at this point it is to kind of give her a little extra juice to, to finish this mission. But again, she has no idea Carmichael's in on it. And she has no idea Diego's on his way. Correct? Mm-hmm. There's no possible way she knows this. No. But these events are going to happen anyway. Yep. Okay. Diego and a bunch of people roll up in the van. Or on her van. And Carmichael's like, yo, dude, we're really going to do this this blatant? And he's like, hell yeah, man. We can get this shit done. And they don't know where she is. Mm-hmm. They don't know what she... Like, you've already watched a bunch of your distribution get messed up. Guys killed. Maybe assume she can snipe you, too. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. So they roll up. They're going to eventually start taking hostages till she shows up. Okay. She passed out. Ghost Daughter is here. Diego's men are spreading out. They're going to start. They want to look for this for this woman. She's in this building. Dude, what happens to the first guy she meets in this building? I will say this. My my complaint with Ava was the kills weren't very original. This was pretty damn good. She drops a desk on this guy's head. Oh, yeah. From like the second... I don't uh, know. There's like a hole on the floor or something. Yeah. And he's creeping below her. And, <laughs> dude, you just watch this guy get smashed. Uh, like, like it's... <laughs> it looked like one of those metal desks. Either way... Gosh. He's dead. So she booby traps him with a, uh, I put blast grenade. That's not the right flashbang. Yeah. Um, she takes dead desk guy's walkie. And this is where I'm going to say Peppermint wins the movie fight strictly for this. She kills some more guys, gets the walkie, 
And she threatens Diego and says, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And after our Ava conversation, she says that and I go, hmm, this sure as shit better pay off. Yeah. In a big way. It's not as dramatic as tearing a heart out. No. But it's a threat and it's out there. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of creeping around and the FBI is calling the lady that's been murdered in a dumpster and, oh, look who finds it. Peppermint. Now, oh. she's, now, she's, now I've got a phone. Oh. <laughs> now I have a cell phone. <laughs> you became. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Now I have a cell phone. <laughs> yep. Oh, that'd be so funny. Yeah. She gets onto a roof and she's. Wait, okay. She is live streaming uh, herself talking about what's going on. And does a shot of Diego and like identifies everybody down there. Carmichael, everybody like everybody shits out there now. I'm not sure I like this social media aspect of this movie that takes no. place like 30 so minutes before all this. It's kind of dumb. Of this. What were they trying to like? It was that social debate. Well, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Because again, it goes into like that Punisher territory of like, well, if you've got somebody out there who's just straight murking like bad people, like what's the big deal? And it's always like, no, the law needs to like take care of this. And then her standpoint is like, well, that was supposed to happen and didn't. So now I'm ending it. So now I am the law. I am the law. Ooh. Uh, I can't do a Stallone, but <laughs> it's kind of what it is too. Taking it into your own hands. So it's pretty close. Yeah. She records herself and calls out the gang. Garcia beats her up because she walks down there now. She's like, what are you going to do? Garcia just beats the living shit out of her. And then she's like, hey, guess what? Like, I told everybody where you are. Everybody. Cops, FBI, start showing up. He runs. She gets to him. Like, he's trying to run through, like, Tent City. She catches up to him. And what does she do to him? Cops are looking at her like, please don't do it, don't do it. Like, I know, but don't do it. She shoots this fucker in the face. Mm-hmm. And I go... <laughs> Thank you for the threat. Thank you for the payoff. It's all I wanted to see. True. You're going to put the threat out there. You better make do on it. I don't care if it's 30 minutes away, an hour away, 30 seconds away from the threat. It's got to happen. Ava, you choked on that one. Yeah. Looking back on it, I needed Big to see choke. Colin Farrell's heart rip straight from his chest. Mm-hmm. I needed to see it. Yeah, that's super dramatic. You got to do it now. Yeah. Like, it's badass to say, but when you simply just put a bullet in a guy's head. Weak sauce. Yeah. This at least delivers. I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> she met her goal. She can mm-hmm. check that off from her daily goal list. Yep. Shoot fucker in the face. Check. She mm. gets shot in the shoulder. It's really not clear. And then in my notes, I put, she Batmans the hell out of there. Whoosh. Gone. Ninja vanish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't uh. know. This cop's, what, 10, 20 feet away? By the time she gets shot and down, and then he shows up, like, she's just gone. And this is one of those things in movies of, like, 
well, she should be here, and like nobody spreads out to look. Yeah. Like, oh, well, she's gone now. All right. Yeah. Carry on with business. Yeah. She's pretty messed up at this point. Like we, like I said, she's been stabbed in the side. And the cop deduces, well, she's going back to the gravesite. Mm. Is her mission a suicide one? Like, I, I get she really doesn't care about her life. But before she's stabbed, is her end goal, like, I need to, obviously she needs to survive to the end. Mm-hmm. But if she say she say she gets to Diego without being stabbed, does she still want to die? Or is Probably. just or is just just fitting right now? Like okay, well, I'm stabbed. I'm not going to go seek help. This is perfect. I avenge my family. I can die. I feel like it's more that route than anything. Because so if she wasn't stabbed, she wouldn't have this. I'm just going to die mentality. I mean, I don't know. This is where it gets weird. And like, understanding her end, like, not necessarily her end goal is obviously to kill these people, but after the vengeance, then what? Exactly. Are, are you staying alive and being a Punisher-esque person? Or are you going to the grave site and putting a gun to your head and ending it? Because you get caught... You're in some serious doo-doo. Yeah. No doubt. Like, we really don't know her in goal-ish. So they find her, and uh, basically the cop's like, no, like, this isn't how it ends for you. And she's like, no, this is how it ends for me. And then she passes out and it fades to black. And she wakes up in a hospital bed, handcuffed. And the same cop, you know, that found her at the gravesite. So she's been patched up and stuff. You know, talks to her and slips her the key to the handcuffs. And she escapes and roll credit. Second film. <laughs> you know, <sighs> you know why they did that? Just, just in case. Just in case this movie makes enough money, you we know, can make a second one. Is this a better or worse ending than Ava? I think because we're doing these kind of movies, like we got to compare a little bit. Is this better or worse ending than Ava? I mean, I've already said I think this is a better movie than Ava. Yeah, it's it's probably better than Ava, I'd say. But yeah, I mean, it's it's that whole concept of I'm pretty sure that's why they did that is. If somehow and then you know it made astronomical amounts of money, all right, well, green light for a second one. We ended it just right. Okay, so if, or I mean, or that's just how they ended it, just because you know she's got to be free. Well, okay, as someone watching this movie, is it more or less? Bet I can't think of the word. For the end of this movie, satisfied. Are you more or less satisfied at the end of this movie with her dead or alive? Let's take out let's take out the possibilities of, of you being in the production of this and saying, oh no, no, no. Death is too conclusive. That means the franchise is dead. But with me sitting here watching this, is it more satisfying to have her die at the end of this? I don't know. I mean <clears throat> it's ballsy. It is, and that would kind of, you know, make the film a little bit darker. You know, realistically, 
the movie should have ended the way it ended. But if it was done slightly differently, like we had talked about earlier, I feel like that ending would be a little bit more proper because of how more personal it would actually have been. Of her dying? Yeah. Because, you know, she, you know, would be a little bit, yeah, okay, like, I've, I've done my deed. Like, I can be done now. I can rest easy. I, I think the problem that some of these movies have, and maybe, and maybe it's the people who, you know, us that watch these have an issue with it, but... To me, if she's going on this rampage, like she put in the training to come back and and try to do this proper, I go back to if she isn't mortally mortally wounded, you know, mm-hmm. does she go to the gravesite and end it herself? And I feel if with this material, we're already kind of aping, you know, the Punisher, Batman, a little bit of here and there of other stuff. You got to stand out in some way. And for me, I feel like I would be a little bit more satisfied watching this if, yeah, she is mortally wounded. She goes back to the gravesite to die. She wants to be with her family. She's always yeah. wa- she's always wanted this, but she wanted vengeance first. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mortally wounded, not mortally wounded. Let's put her at the grave site with a gun. Mm-hmm. We either end it with her killing herself with or without cops, or we end it with the cops there. They witness her killing herself, or she does suicide by cop. <laughs> either way, at the end of this, she wants out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because honestly, like, it would, it would definitely make a better ending. Logically, if you do a sequel to this, she has to go after the main drug people. Yep. Right? Yep. She has to go like above above and beyond. I mean, that's the only that's that's the only logical thing that she can do from here on out. Yep. Uh, unless she again is a nomad like the Punisher and goes around and corrects wrongs wherever she sees them and then finds herself in a situation to give us a story. Yeah, I think Peppermint should be a one and done. I want to see this character's full I story. Agree. She kills herself. She's dead at the end of this by some means. Mm-hmm. And you know, I go going back to like she's mortally wounded. I want to see her with the gun and look at and be like, and, and some kind of dialogue or something through actions where she was going to do it with the gun, but she knows she's dead, like she's bleeding out, and she just she just bleeds out. Yeah, she just looks at the gravesite, the gravestone, and. I slowly close and the 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 credits slowly turn to black with her and then roll credits. And you know what? That leaves it open to interpretation. Yeah. Did she die right there? Did she not? Now you got you you have a, that littlest opening for a sequel. Yep. Like, well, it's a you, good idea. You didn't see the body on screen, so she didn't die. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! It's a sequel, Peppermint Two. Peppermint Two, Spearmint. Peppermint too with chocolate chip, and then well, you got to keep it minty. Peppermint, peppermint two, spearmint, peppermint three, winter green. <laughs> or you just say peppermint colon winter green. Like you can't put a number anymore behind the movie because no. it's really got to confuse the consumer of which no, one you're gonna watch no, these no. in. No, no, no. Yeah, second film is just called Peppermints. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh no! And uh, then and then what? Three's two peppermint, two 
No, Reggie. number number three would be uh, hmm. peppermint drift. <laughs> Too many peppermints. <laughs> oh, okay. While we're on the name of this peppermint thing, did we need to have a direct callback to it to that at all? Yes, the title of the movie. It's a subtle. I mean, Ish, I don't know. I would have changed. I would have changed the film title. Really? That's just me. I kind of think it's. Part of me thinks it's original. Part of me hears that and goes, "Oh, it's a Christmas movie," and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I associate more peppermint things with Christmassy, yeah. maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you call this movie? Hmm. Pepper, peppermint's distinguishing enough. Yeah. Without it calling calling it, you know, uh, I don't know what again. I don't know what you call this movie. Yeah, I don't know either. Has just... revenge, <laughs> a lady scorned. I don't know. It was a okay. We've got two down on our female led movies. I think you're taking the camp so far. Ava's better. Yeah, I think I prefer Ava. At okay. this point, really? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna. I, I've I, I probably have a little bit more problems with peppermint, but I like this movie better. And honestly, maybe it is because it reminds me of Batman and Punisher that I'm like, oh okay, I like that better. Ava just it was just so dull to yeah. me. And again, peppermint for me takes it because she delivers on the threat. That is true. So I think going forward with our next two movies, we need to look for the threat and the payoff to see if that stuff actually happens. Yes. Because that for sure, you know, makes me like or dislike this movie a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So there you go, listener. Honestly, when you watch movies, like, look for those threats. Just look for them. Yeah. If they pay off, the movie's better. If they don't, yeah. maybe the movie's not so good. The movie's just kind of meh. Yeah, it's <laughs> meh, 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 meh. Hmm. I, yeah, this was a fun ride ish there was a lot of problems with it you know the whole being able to track down the the people after the explosion uh and a lot of stuff had to go into her favor to Mm -hmm. not die a thousand deaths before this but you know it is what it is it's peppermint man it's peppermint coming at you next time with spearmint and if you ever sell him anything else i will blow you and this place to bits. <laughs> and another game I want to start playing, speaking of Dark Knight, hmm. ooh, poor choice of words. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's going to be, I'm, I'm going to be looking for that in the movies now. Like, ooh, that's a phrasing, and ooh, poor choice of words. <laughs> I'm going to blow you and this place to bits. Yeah, very poor choice of words. <laughs>